0: You are my sunshine, my only sunshine, you make me happy. Esther, what are you doing? Learning how to play ukulele. We're recording. We're recording?
1: Hi, and welcome to the Dark and Twisty Podcast, where we give you advice from two people who need advice themselves. I'm Esther. And I'm Nikki. Let's Let's get get right
0: right into this. this. (laughs) Hi, Hi, guys. guys! Notice anything different this week? Um, yeah. Esther and Nikki are together. We're together! How did you guess? Oh
1: my goodness. So if you guys don't follow us on Instagram, which I highly recommend you follow us on Instagram, at DarkTwistyPod, I posted a video, but me and Esther are together. It is my 22nd birthday in a few days. Actually, by the time you guys are listening to this, it'll be tomorrow. Happy birthday (laughs) to you. Someone quickly play Um, a non-copyrighted version of Taylor Swift's... Twenty oh two.
0: my ukulele! I can play happy birthday for you! Oh my god, you. wait, it's somewhere in this guy. We don't want to tell you what we're sitting on right now, but... If you guys would
1: know the pile of rubbish. Rubbish Is that a word? Rubbish. Rubbish. Happy
0: birthday... No, I want, you to,
1: play, I want you to play 22 by Taylor Swift. I don't know that's on. But make it up. I'm feeling 22! We're gonna get copyrighted, because that's we're just ukulele legit. skills are
0: so good. Um, I'm actually not going to lie, I did come home for your birthday. Basically, I'll tell you, <laughs> Nikki really didn't have anybody to spend her birthday with because... Because <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm her God. only friend. Es- no, I'm joking.
1: Esther's just throwing me under the bus. She's like, Nikki has no friends to spend her birthday with, <laughs> so I'm here. So one of the special things we're doing for my birthday is, um, I hate camping, but me and Esther decided that we're going to sleep outside because it'd be so fun to sleep outside and go camping. So what we're doing is we're taking Esther's trampoline and we're making it into a tent we just created a dark twisty tiktok so you guys know that i've been focusing on my tiktok skills really hard Now esther's focusing on her tiktok skills really hard so i really i think you should follow our tiktok and see all of the wonderful things that we make instead of us saying that we're going to post a tiktok on our instagram we're going a bunch of losers we're just going
0: to post them on tiktok we're just going to post them on
1: tiktok so you guys should really follow us there Esther's idea is to take a candle with us outside onto the trampoline. In our camp. Oh. <laughs> can someone explain to Esther why it's a really bad idea to take a candle I'll onto the trampoline it. while you
0: sleep in the forest? Not really the forest, the backyard? If we take a big scented candle, like one of those big ones that have like a glass bottom, you can literally dig a little tiny hole in the ground and stick the bottom of the candle in so it's supported on all sides, and it'll just be our last Esther, the right grass hand. is going to burn on fire. No,, nah, it's in a thing, it's in glass or whatever. It'll be out before then. You think there's not the wind is not going to make it out, like, put it out. <laughs> make it out. Put it out. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even want to entertain this conversation. It will be in the TikTok, I promise.:
1: No, it will not be on the TikTok. So if you never hear a podcast from us again, it's because we used Esther's idea too.) <laughs>
0: If anybody wants to know, we're gonna just give a quick um, you know, we're gonna do like a little ad space right now for the truly hard lemonade <laughs> They are incredible. They're they not pay us! <laughs> they didn't pay us! <laughs> to They're <do> not. <laughs> But they are definitely sponsoring, you could say, this episode. I mean, I would say I sponsored it because I bought the Trulies. Right. But But it was my idea to buy the Trulies. That's true. So together,
1: we make a team. Esther bought me such good presents. Like, it really takes someone who really knows you to buy you the right presents. And Esther just really bought me the right presents. Yay!
0: Uh, Let's get into the questions. Okay. Let's do this. So we got a really interesting question and I'm so excited to address it. So, question number one. How did you come up with the name for your podcast and why?
1: I think people might get confused by this because... We are a, uh, like, comedy advice podcast, and it's called Dark and Twisty, which would make you think maybe it's a murder mystery podcast, which it's not. I mean, it could
0: be. If I mean, that's we might one want. day turn it into that if we end up killing... S- no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll tell you all about it. Like, trust us. We got no, you know... Plenty of evidence. We don't want to hide anything from you. We want to be true to all of you. We are big fans of Grey's Anatomy, and Meredith and Christina are the dark twisty sisters. We actually solidified our relationship based off of Grey's Anatomy. We've cried
1: a bajillion times. We cry at the same scenes over and over. TikTok. The best <laughs> ever. Um, and we also do think that we have dark twisty humor. I don't think we put it in the podcast enough.
0: Like, so far. Because sometimes
1: yet. we're a little scared to like say really scary, morbid things that people are going to be like,
0: oh, these girls are not okay. The, the, I, I just, for those that don't know, the relationship between Meredith and Christina is. A very, like, they both have really bad, not bad lives, but a lot of bad things happen to them. Mm -hmm. And they basically get through it by being, like, dark. And, like, dark humor. So, me and Nikki have found that to be, in our lives, super present. Because we're very... I don't know, we're, we're super dark, like, something goes bad in our life, and we literally laugh it off, and yeah. we, like, talk about how, like, that's the reason we started this podcast, because our lives are so, they're so eventful, like, yeah. I wish I had an uneventful life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's so, there's just so much stuff that's happening, and unfortunately, usually it's stuff that we don't want, <laughs> we or don't like, enjoy. or ask for, so... Exactly. So we based it off of that. We're dark and twisty, just like they are dark and twisty. Exactly. As well as, not going to lie, we both have dark curly hair, which oh, I came right. up with myself. that's true. But it sticks, you know? That's true. We, we do have dark have curly dark 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 twisty, twisty, twisty hair. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the next question. For a person dealing with a big negative event in their life, like heartbreak after a long romantic relationship, where they were able to handle it without big freakouts and go on like life was regular, how should they handle their sadness? Well, we spoke about in
1: last week's episode that society tells you how to handle your sadness. The first step would be to understand that your sadness is going to be different than everybody
0: else's sadness. Exactly. Your sadness and your emotions are unique to you. The same way that everybody is entitled to their emotions is the same way that everybody can go through them differently and cope differently. And everybody has different coping mechanisms. So, for example, when I get really sad, I like to listen to sad music, write in my journal, call my... Nikki. <laughs> call my cousin, I was going to say, but my cousin is Nikki. Nikki is in the podcast with me, so call Nikki. Um, you guys should call me too. You guys, yeah, everyone, Nikki's great. She literally just will sit and listen and, you know, yell at everybody. Whoa, they're so rude. Like, that's disgusting. How dare they do that to you or say that because I hate everybody. What? No way. <laughs> She's great. Just as Nikki was saying, and as we mentioned in our previous episode... It's going to look different than everybody else's. So if you find a healthy way to deal with your sadness that works for you, then you go and do that. And it's, it doesn't need to be a big freak out. It doesn't need to be... You don't need to cry physical tears just because society tells you to. Obviously, if you want to cry, that's amazing. Go for it. Like, yeah. that... I, I mean, personally, a lot of people think that crying is like a weakness. Crying is not a weakness. Oh crying I, is a strength.
1: Yeah, I would say I cry about like at least once an hour. So I think crying is really good. But if you don't feel the need to cry, everybody handles their sadness in different ways. There's no specific way that we can tell you you need to handle your sadness this way however there's some tips that we could give like surround yourself with good people i personally when i'm sad i just want to lock myself away like i remember when i was dealing with all that school stuff i literally locked myself in my room and cried for like three remember hours when straight. nikki had a
0: panic attack on the podcast
1: oh my god if you guys didn't hear my panic attack if you're just listening to this go first time, go back and listen i put it i included it because and that night i went into my room and i cried for three hours straight when i feel sad i tend to like put myself away. I think if
0: maybe like surround yourself with good people, because they'll help encourage you. You say you like to lock yourself away. When I lock myself away, I will stay sad until I see people. Right. I will literally sit and cry. You remember that day that I was really sad and I called yeah. you? I was so sad the whole day I sat in my room and was just sad. And I just waited for someone to come and nobody right. came and I didn't want to go out to them because I was upset at them. <laughs> I need people to feel better. Right. She needs to be alone. Right. And that's different and that's fine. And we both are criers, but some people yes. might not be criers, and that's fine, too. So, I definitely, I'll tell you, I like the approach of journaling a lot, mm-hmm. because journaling, I find, gives you a chance to just, you know, you don't have to write how you're feeling or why you're sad. You can literally write whatever comes to mind. So, the point is, I think journaling is a very good way of doing it, because either you can use the mechanism to distract yourself, you can write about the scene that you're looking at right now, like, I'm looking at myself on the wall, because I have a collage of just pictures of myself on the wall. Esther's
1: background on her phone oh, is pictures of herself. Um,
0: unlock your screen, sweetie. Oh. It's really
1: uncomfortable. Yeah, it's pictures of you. Esther has... A picture of you. I just want to know if anybody else has a picture of just themselves, not like other people, like it's just Esther. In my defense, it's a
0: really cute picture. I don't know if that makes it better, yeah. but it's really cute. I look really cute, so I'm just... It's my inspiration. Surround I'm yourself sorry. with good people.
1: You're going to get through this in however ways you take the risk. Getting over yeah. a breakup and heartbreak takes a really long time. A negative a negative event can be anything, but if we're talking about heartbreak, it takes a really long time to get over heartbreak. And, that's okay. and
0: don't penalize yourself for that. yeah take as much time as you need use as many mechanisms as you want you could use what i do just move oh on my to God, the next what we, should do? we should do baseball with our next. words basically <laughs> baseball is like i'm gonna say a different mechanism to dealing with sadness and then okay. you have to immediately say something and i have to immediately okay. say something so let's try to get like okay but four, my dad listens so four solid examples i don't know what you want to say <laughs> you're
1: gonna say journaling first
0: no i just said that okay i was gonna say that <laughs> okay I'm going to say something else. Sad music. Dating the next guy. <laughs> Rebound. I think it was two
1: episodes ago I was talking about how I was in a really toxic relationship in high school and we got a question saying
0: how to know if you're in a toxic relationship. So that's a really interesting question because when you're in a toxic relationship you and you finally know it, you're like, how do Whoa. I get out? The Whoa. question is, how do I get out? I think that it's a really interesting question because once you know you're in a toxic relationship, the question is how to get out of it. But how to detect that you're in a toxic relationship, like that is a big one. That's really like, it's it's hard because you don't always know.
1: And most of the time you don't know that you're in a toxic relationship when it's happening and you can step back when it's over and look at it and say, wow, that was so toxic. But when you're in it, you don't really realize that the things that you're in is toxic. And toxic looks different for everybody, I think. I don't think you can define what toxic
0: is. You can't define what's toxic for you, but there is a general yeah. rule of unhealthy relationships. I would say that a two-way relationship is the only kind of healthy relationship. When you know that you're in a one-way relationship where one person is really relying on the other, but the other person isn't relying on you, or, you know, one person confides in the other and the other one just keeps themselves together, it's very, very one-way. And eventually, even if it's not right now, sign to look out for. Um, What else can you look out for in a toxic relationship? Um,
1: I would say that if the person is not encouraging you to be your best self, the other person is not in control of you. And that's very important. Like, when I was in high school... I can remember a very distinct story where there was, like, this huge party and everyone was going to. And I was not a party person in high school until, like, my senior year. Because I was in this toxic relationship, I actually never became a party person until I was out of it. But I remember distinctly there was this one party where... I really wanted to go and all my friends were going. It was like the first time I was going to go to a high school party and he told me I wasn't allowed to and I didn't. Like I, I wasn't allowed to go and there was a lot of things that I wasn't allowed to do and I wasn't allowed to dress certain ways because if I was dressing certain ways, I was dressing for other people. I wasn't dressing for him. And I like in my relationship now, if I get a haircut, I'll be like, oh, should I cut my hair short? And he's like, yeah, do whatever you want. But in my past relationship, it was like, should I cut my hair short? Why? You're doing that for other boys to see? You know, there's, like, a difference in that. Like, someone should not be controlling what you do. Someone can have an opinion, like, oh, I like your hair better when it's long. You know, I like your hair better when it's but short. But at the end of the day, it's your hair. It's, you think, exactly, the exactly.
0: And another thing along those lines is when you walk away from that person, if you don't feel good about yourself and you feel like that was a bad interaction and you are thinking about it a lot and analyzing it a lot, that's another little red flag. Like, yeah. it's saying, wait, something's not right. Because when you walk away from another person... You should feel good about yourself. I just
1: tossed her phone because it keeps vibrating. But yeah, this other person should lift you up. They shouldn't bring you down. They should never be bringing you down. And I think you need to look for people who always lift you up. When I started my relationship now, I was so shocked by how supportive he was about everything. And that just showed me how much more toxic my relationship was that I didn't even understand that, like, boyfriends are supposed to be supportive about everything you do, and they're supposed to encourage you and lift you up. I don't want to talk bad about him because I'm friends with his girlfriend now. Like, apparently he's changed. Apparently he's a really nice guy. But he's definitely taught me a lot about relationships, right, Esther? And a lot you were... about
0: yourself, too. You learned so much about And yourself. Esther
1: was there... When you broke Esther up. was there when I broke up as I helped
0: her go through the breakup.
1: Am I allowed to say that you did not help me go through the breakup? <laughs> you did not help. You thought you were helping. You did not help, but Esther I was there uh, when I, I was,
0: up with him. I was in the bathroom. Nikki was like, in the bathroom, and I went into the bathroom, and like I was, I was in the bathroom with her. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. And he was like, let me in, let me in. Oh, yeah. And we were like, "Oh my god, I god!" like, I'm going to call your mother. I-
1: we did. I did. I texted his mother that night. He called, I texted Nicky his mother. called his mom. I called his mother because I was really concerned. I was like, you need to pick your son up. Yeah, you were there the night I break, broke up with him. I kicked him.
0: New Year's. Another thing great. was
1: like, me and Esther have always been so close. And there was like, I was like, me and Esther were being goofy. We're always goofy. And like, we were joking around. And he's like, get off of her. You're her cousin. I'm like, we're dude, we're cousins. Chill. We're just chilling. Like, I was never able to do anything. And if anyone's ever controlling what you do... That's how you it's a know. Big red flag. That's how you know it's a big red flag. Like honestly, I like Isaac doesn't control a thing that I do. Not a thing. It's like you would think he should have more regulations on me. He's like he literally. He's like okay, you want to go on a date with another guy? Bring back food for me.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Ready? I'm gonna read the big one. This is a big question. <sighs> okay. How do I stop focusing on the bad parts of my boyfriend? Like overall, my boyfriend is the most amazing guy, but sometimes I end up focusing on his negative qualities. Like, instead of thinking, wow, he's so smart, I'll think, why does he waste so much time watching and talking about sports? And even though I think he's really attractive, sometimes I'll be like, I don't like this part of his body, etc. I know this is super not nice and I feel horrible. How do I stop thinking this way? Also, my boyfriend won't talk about marriage with me. We're too young to get married right now, but he won't even mention it. And when I bring it up, he'll be like, I don't want to talk about this right now or I don't want to get married. I just want him to talk about it with me for us to be on the same page. What do I do?
1: Sometimes I literally think I'm the person that writes in these questions.
0: I'm not. I know I said this last week. It's
1: like someone takes my mind and, like, puts it on questions for us.
0: What Do you do? You guys think it is Nikki writing in these questions? I might be writing in these questions. We I'm would never not know because they're anonymous. I'm
1: not kidding. This is a great question. And also, well, one thing that I like to think is if my boyfriend was thinking about this about me, I would be hurt. If my boyfriend was thinking, like, oh, she's so amazing, but I focus on her negative qualities, I would be so hurt. But I do this all the time. Except I'm vocal with him about it, which is maybe not such a good thing. I'm like...
0: I'm I not attracted.
1: Is I'm literally like I'm not attracted to you when you don't shave your beard. If he said to me I'm not attractive to you when t- if you don't cut your hair exactly, you I would be hair. like, what is wrong with you? You are disgusting. I hate you. But then I'm like to him like Oh, I'm not attracted to you when your hair is long. If he said that to me, because I've cut my hair short a bunch of times. If he was like You're not attractive when your hair is short, I would actually throw a fit.
0: Like throw a fit. <laughs> well then, fine. I'll leave you. Literally, I'm You'll not be even alone kidding. But.
1: Even though this is something I do struggle with, I do have to say that, like, you have to put yourself... In the other person's perspective, like if someone was
0: doing this to you, you would feel so hurt. If your boyfriend was thinking about <laughs> you like that, yeah, yeah. so I find myself dealing a lot of times as a mediator in relationships. Sometimes with my friends and their boyfriends. Sometimes. Not with me. I
1: never discuss my private details of my relationship. No, on a, the internet.
0: In me, and Isaac on don't, me and Isaac like we don't really talk about the issues that her and that Nikki and him have. I don't know why. Maybe. I'm I saying that talk I to talk me. to you about the issues. That no, we... I know, but I'm saying like sometimes I serve as a mediator between both of them. Oh, got it. <laughs> i whispered, but you could get it out. Either way, so I'm saying, like, I deal a lot with relationships, um, like boyfriend and girlfriend relationships, as well as, like, people that are dating seriously for marriage. So I do understand the idea of focusing on the bad parts of someone else. A lot of times you'll notice someone else's quality that you're like, uh, that's really not great. And then that is the quality in yourself. When you look at... At someone else and you see something negative there's two options if you see something negative and you're like oh I want to help them then you were you saw that situation or that instance so that you can actually help them when you see something from someone that you're like "Ugh, that's such a bad quality and like you feel negatively about it and like you want to change that or you want to like you're, it's just not in a positive way. Not like, oh, I want to help them. It's more like, a, oh, that's a terrible quality. A lot of times you have it to a certain degree, that quality or that thing that's bothering you. And obviously not physically. Like, that's different on every person. But I'm saying yeah. that like, emotionally, like, if you're noticing something or about someone's character that's really bothering you, a lot of times that's a quality that you have that you either can't recognize in yourself or... You can't, don't know how to deal with it or how to fix it, and it's something you can't stand about yourself. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. If yeah. there's a quality that you notice a lot of times in people that you don't like, it's time to look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, this quality has been bothering me for a while. Maybe it's something that I need to look at in myself first. That's a really helpful thing, I think.
1: I also think when you're feeling these thoughts, it's time to check yourself before you wreck yourself. And here's what I mean by that. When you feel yourself thinking these negative qualities, why are you thinking these? Is it because there's some type of emotional, like, you guys are getting into a fight? Like, why are you thinking these things about him? I don't know why. I'm trying to think of this myself. Like, when when I go through these issues, I'm like, why am I thinking this about him today? I would be so hurt if he was thinking about me like this. And I think it's just time to, like, just check yourself, like, Put yourself in line and be like, why am I thinking
0: this way? It's not, nice. it's not a nice way to think about someone. Also, as people, like, we need to be accepting of everyone else. And everybody has their things, and you know that because you have your things. So, listen, yeah. you're human. Everybody's human. We all notice bad things about everybody, yeah. but we also yeah. know bad things about ourselves. So, we have to put it in perspective and say, I know that I notice bad things about myself, too, and I'm going to accept it because it's myself, so I'm going to I'm gonna mm-hmm. not justify it, but, like, I'm going to be okay with it. I'm going to learn to live with it. It's the same way that sometimes you just need to say, like, listen, this is who they are. This is what they are. I mean, especially like physically, if it's something that's right, and
1: right, exactly. You know, if it's a quality, if it's an
0: emotional thing, like sometimes there is discussion, there's room for discussion about it, yeah.
1: But also I think you spend a lot of time with your significant other more than you spend any time with anyone. So you do tend to notice the bad things about them because of how much time you spend with them. So just keep that in mind that the more time you spend with anybody, the more things you notice about them. That's why you can see things about your parents that nobody else can see because you spend so much time with them. Exactly. So I think it keep that in mind that it's okay for you to have these thoughts as long as you're not acting upon them. Um, I
0: also want to say the thing about marriage. Listen, I oh, am yeah. so for the approach of confrontation. If he does want to talk about marriage, approach him of why not. Say, is marriage not something you ever want? Is marriage not something you want with me? Is it not something you want to think about because you're too young? Because you're not ready? Like, ask him what is the root of the problem. Well, don't discuss w- marriage itself, but ask him the root of the problem.
1: Well, I want to disagree with you for a second. Go. The reason that I'm disagreeing with you is because she's saying that they're too young for marriage. Right, she said, "We're too young for marriage." I think it's a little bit overwhelming to approach someone when they're just not ready. From a boy, that's a bigger issue. It's not that he doesn't want to discuss marriage with you. It's that he's too young, so he doesn't want to think about marriage right right now. I think like if he's too young, it might be a little bit overwhelming. I don't know what "too young" means. Like "too young" can mean like you. It It could be the relationship
0: is too young, or it could mean age is too young. Also,
1: because I'm saying like it it could like like, I don't know if if you want to write back in us and tell us like what's your like age range? Like it could be that like he thinks he's too young, but she doesn't think she's too young. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because that could be an actual issue. If you guys are, like, 16 years old, then I think it's understandable to respect that he doesn't want to talk about marrying you, because even if you guys think you're going to get married now, you don't know what's going to happen in life.
0: It's true. You know? But I also think, I also think that there is an idea of, like, for example, a guy wants to be able to support their family. Yeah. And their wife. So if he's not able to support you and support your family, he might not be ready to discuss it because he's not there yet. And exactly. It's fine, but that's what I'm saying is that there's a root problem. If he doesn't want to discuss it with you because he doesn't want to see himself marrying you, goodbye. Leave Right, him. you could also you know? just say to him, if
1: you want to talk about marriage a little bit, you could say to him, like, I just want to know if you see yourself marrying me.
0: Yeah, and in it's the, the future. goes from there. Like, do you see that there is a potential of marriage or is it no way? Because if there's no way, what are we doing here? Then what's the point but of But if reading? there is a way and you're not ready, okay, why are you not ready? Is it because you're not financially set up? Is it because you think you're too young? Is it because your parents don't approve? There's a lot of different yeah. factors that could go in. If you say what is the root of the issue, then you have what to work with. Because the root of the issue will help you be able to solve it. So if he's too young, there's nothing you could do but wait. So you could okay. say, listen, I'm not talking about it seriously. I just want to talk about the dress. You know what I'm saying yeah. Like. Fine, but then don't talk about it in regard to him necessarily. But I don't think Because it is overwhelming and scary for someone who doesn't feel that they're ready. I don't think you're right. I don't think it's such
1: a big deal that he doesn't want to talk about marriage if you guys are too young. But if you want to write in and specify a little bit more we'd love about to, the situation, yeah. we'd love to address it. Exactly. Um the next question is how do I stop having regrets? I actually don't have any regrets.
0: I literally have none. And I have no I, I love it. You know, it's actually such a good question. I love talking about this because you know yeah, what? Me too. I'll tell you what. When you do something wrong, right? And they tell I mean, you that you should regret what you do. Right? I know you're gonna say exactly what? what I think. Go. When you are doing it in the moment, if is that what you're gonna say? That's not exactly. Okay, all, all I was gonna say was go. <laughs> no, you say it first. Okay, what I was gonna say is: the reason I don't have any regrets is, well, first of all, I'm a very calculated person. I like to think about things before. So before I do something, I'm gonna think about it like. Is it a good idea? I'll think about the pros and cons. I'll say, okay, the cons are going to jail. The pros are having the amazing most amazing (laughs) night. Fine, I'll do the amazing night. But then that means my mom... Okay, I'm going to give credit to my mom right here because she, every time, like, I wanted to do something that wasn't allowed in school or wasn't allowed, like, by law, like, driving-wise, I would always ask my mom, and she would always say, think of the consequence and make sure it's worth it. She said, listen, there's a chance you won't get caught, and if you don't get caught, great, enjoy yourself. But if on the chance that you do get caught... Make sure it was worth it. So, sometimes I'd be like, okay, it's worth it to go to the movie theater with my friends when I'm seven years old because it's fun at night when I can't drive, but I'll drive anyways. But you're so <laughs> worried. Yeah, I'm not like 16, but like, I just came out as seven. <laughs> it's just like, when I drive when I'm seven years old. You know? If I get caught, is it worth it? That time it was worth it. The next time, it maybe wasn't worth it, so I didn't go. Catch 7 year Esther in jail. But I'll tell you why I don't regret things. I don't regret things because every single thing in your life makes you... Who you are, every experience you encounter makes you and adds adds to your story and your journey and makes you either stronger or less strong. For example, if I'm going to think about something and say like, should I do this, yes or no, I'm going to weigh the pros and cons so that I know exactly what I'm getting myself into. And then I'm going to say okay the cons are too big I'm not doing it this time or the pros are so much bigger than the cons I'm gonna risk it or I'm gonna go for it and I'm gonna suffer through the cons because I want to do the pros my point is is that the reason why you don't regret anything is because I've thought about it before and I know that this is what makes me who I am now the idea of like why you shouldn't regret things in the past I did things in the moment for a reason I was doing this because there was a reason why I was doing
1: it so why regret it once it happens because even if I know now that the reason was a silly reason,
0: I still know that I did it for the reason that I did it <laughs> Exactly. And you get what I'm saying? I literally totally get that. But the funny thing is, is that regret is something that just holds you back. There is no positive thing that comes from regret. The positive thing that can come from something is you say, I did this. I I messed up. I won't do it again. That is the only positive thing. If you sit and regret things in your life, you're going to be living a life of just regret. Every time you make a decision that you later on say, like, oh, that was the wrong decision, you're going to regret it. And that's not worth it. Say, Own up to it. Say, I made that decision. Okay, it was the wrong decision in hindsight. Exactly. What am I doing forward? Exactly. But when you were
1: doing it, you thought it was the right thing to do. You thought it was good. So you did it. But now that it's over, why You knew it wasn't the right
0: thing to do. You still did it. So own up to it and say, I did it. I know I was wrong. I know it turned out bad, but I'm not going to do it again. Or it was fun. Right. (laughs) And like, why focus on it? There's just no point in having regrets. Exactly. And listen, obviously, like, there are things in people's lives that you know, personally me, I don't regret anything because I think that everything in my life added to who I am yes, today. I'm exactly. Like, I wouldn't be who I am today without going through all You can all learn from your regrets. Exactly. But, I understand the idea of doing something that's like really bad, that's like really regretful, like for example... Like a hit and run. Yes. Like a hit and run. I was going to say like getting fired from your job because for no stupid reason because you want to go visit your sister in Texas. You?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like,
0: take a shot if... <laughs>
1: All these regrets make you who you are. The things that you've done are what make you the person that you are today. So don't look back at them at, as negative experiences. Look at them and say, this is what, what got me where I am, and this is what made me who I am.
0: Living life with no regrets. Stop touching the mic. <laughs> By the way, Nikki keeps touching the mic. in case. Anyone... <laughs> okay, last question of the week. Are we ready? Okay. I'm ready. Oh, god! thank God. Nikki's ready. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> are anybody else out there ready? <laughs> I'm ready. How to deal with negative thoughts in your head. Go. I just want to know what
1: kind of negative thoughts these are. Because there's certain negative thoughts that we can combat in our head, but there are certain negative thoughts where you might need to seek a medical professional. You know, so I don't want to give advice that if these are things like you're, you feel some really severely negative thoughts, right. or if these are things that you can handle on
0: yourself. So it's actually a really good point to start with, because if this is something that requires outside help, we are encouraging you right now yes. to go and take it. And this yeah. goes for everybody and anybody, yeah. even ourselves. If it's, there's a reason why society has advanced so much and why therapy and psychology is such a big thing nowadays, is right. because we have so many people that are able to and can help you. If you are dealing, this goes for any question at all on the podcast ever. If you yes. are going through something that is bigger than yourself, which it's okay, and it happens all the time, reach out to a professional and get their help and get their guidance. And I promise yeah. you, your life will be changed. It is a positive thing, especially, I mean, in the, like, back in the days when we were younger, it was, like, looked down upon. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, But therapy and just having someone to guide you. And listen, honestly, even if you don't have any problems, I say everybody should go to therapy. I think everyone needs therapy. everybody needs someone to bounce off everything on so like bounce it off your therapist say like listen this school was hard this week you know this is going on and just having someone who's not going to go repeating everything you're saying it's a level of trust it's a relationship and then you know what if you already have a therapist when something does come up you'll have someone that you already trust and already believe in and here's the thing if there is something that you're dealing with and you do need help i i'm going to speak for nikki as well now but i think we're both here like Reach out to us oh, yeah. and let 100%. us know. We will help you find the right person to help you. Yeah. But just a regular idea of negative thoughts, like just you know a regular amount. Obviously, like could you give me an example so I can understand it a little better? Okay. Um, negative thoughts. An example. Let's say like every time I pass a police when I'm driving, I always think I'm getting pulled over. That's not a negative thought in your head.
1: A negative True. thought in your head is like I'm ugly, well, disgusting. I was, I was my examples are always far-fetched. Yeah, I you know, Esther, gives the most ridiculous example. She's like, if you're at a zoo and the giraffe is looking at you funny... <laughs> then go jump. No joking. Well, I just think negative ho- thoughts in your head is something really serious. And if you are having negative thoughts in your head, I really suggest seeking outside
0: care. Yeah, I think that it's also very normal. Like, we all, from time to time, have negative thoughts. Yeah. I think that if it's a constant thing in your life and, like, it's holding you back from a lot yeah, of things... it's affecting the way you live. You should most definitely... Exactly. You should most definitely reach out to outside help... But if it's something that's, like, manageable and controllable, then you just need to, like, if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're having bad thoughts, remind yourself, you are beautiful, you are kind, you are important. I'm trying to think of, like, a negative thought that, like, is controllable. Like, oh, I have really negative anxiety thoughts when I'm flying. I always think that the minute I take off, I always start crying. Because I always feel like, now that my phone is off, like, I shut my phone off and then the plane takes off and I'm like, if the plane goes down... That was the last, whatever I sent just now was the last message I'm ever going to send to people and I always start freaking out. So with that, like, I would literally just sit and talk to myself and say, like, you're okay. Thousands of people fly every day. What are the chances that your yeah. plane is going to well, be the I always one that tell crashes? myself when I have that thought, when the plane takes off, if it's going to be, it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying everybody needs to say what's going to comfort them in that situation, but I definitely yeah. think that... Like, if it's a manageable thought, try to talk to yourself. And if it's not manageable, obviously, we I think are we encouraging see, you to yeah. reach out to outside help. And if you need help getting help, me and Nikki are here. But we really appreciate... I don't question. know why you're saying that. Okay.
1: Okay, we don't appreciate your question. Are you ready for the advice? So. I know what advice I'm going to pick already go, go, go. out of the advice that we have. We got um, advice a little while back that said, "If you ha- if life gives you lemons, make lemonade and get rich sell it and get
0: rich. Oh. And And get rich. Make lemonade and get rich. Like, how do you get rich from making lemonade? Okay, if life gives
1: you lemons, make lemonade, sell it, and get rich. Amen. And we're drinking truly lemonade, so that's why I... Brought it up. When um, I was watching my cousins a couple of years ago when they were like little, they made lemonade for a lemonade stand and we were outside in their apartment building. So there wasn't a lot of people there to buy their lemonade. And then the building managers came and they bought all the lemonade. That is so sweet. If you guys don't follow us on Instagram or TikTok, what are do you doing? Do, Give Wait, us a do follow. it right now. No.
0: no. <laughs> Such a Jewish word.
1: Hello. Uh, do it right now. Dark Twisty Five. Show us your support. Subscribe. Rating under. Wow. You can DM us. That's <laughs> just talking too much. You can DM us your problems on our Instagram at Dark Twisty Pod. You can also email it to us at dark at gmail.com. And you can use the anonymous submission form that is linked down below to send in your questions if you don't want to. Us to know who you are. Ask
0: her with oh, I was so excited. I was going to do it even if you didn't know. D- A- D-A-R-K-T-W-I-S-T-Y-P-O-D. Amen. At gmail.com. Goodbye, Chiquitos. Or just in general. She keeps saying goodbye. She's so ready to go. <laughs> Bye, I'm not ready to go.
1: We love you guys. And
0: we'll see you in and next episode. And
1: we can't wait to hear your questions for next episode. I love kissing them. Bye.